Welcome back to the Daily Nugget, Daily Property Insights. One topic, 20 minutes or less. Myself, Lawrence Lotz, and today is joined by Tom Wilson, a property advisor. And Tom, the question for you today is how to get um, the most if I'm looking to buy a property at the moment. So how do I find the best deal or how to get the best result for myself um, as a buyer? Good question, mate. Um, and we've both been there um, as mm. buyers. You know, um, you're in your house, I'm in mine. Um, well, I'm in my office at the moment, but um, we own property. So we've been there as buyers and, and you have bad experiences and have good experiences. Um, I was inquiring on a property on Monday and I said, hey, look, um, I, I always use the agent's name. Hi, hi Lawrence. Um, could you send me further information about the property, please? Cheers, mm -hmm. Tom. The agent's reply was, hi, Tom, the property is worth X. Is this within your budget? And I was like, I was like, I don't normally ask how much the property's worth. Um, yep. I went back to reread my email and I was like, no, I did just ask for the information. That's weird. Um, mm -hmm. That agent didn't get me to the property, didn't get the inspection, didn't get any feedback, mm -hmm. didn't get me emotionally attached to the property, um, lost me at the email inquiry, which is terrible. Um, as a buyer, I think you need to be prepared to work with an idiot um, as such. Like some of these agents out there, and I say it respectfully, are idiots. Mm -hmm. That guy that responded to me didn't read what I said. I said, can you send yep. me information? His response should have been, hi, Tom, sure thing. Here's the information. Um, if I yep. can arrange a private viewing for you, please let me know. And then I could have read the information and got attached. So ask the right questions. But, I mean, if I was really interested in the property, I probably would have still you know, carried on mm -hmm. with it. Um, I'm just researching at the moment. But be prepared to work with idiots. There's a lot of them out there. Um, and so, and that's the same with sellers. <laughs> like, there's a lot of sellers out there that are like stuck in their ways. You know, like I'm mm -hmm. not prepared to change my settlement date one bit. Um, yes, they've got to move in on Christmas Day. That's that's it. Tough. Mm -hmm. um, and so, as a buyer, you've got to be prepared to be a little bit flexible. Yep. You never know what's going on with the other party. You know, like as a buyer, you're you're coming into the transaction. The other party could be at war with each other. Mm -hmm. um, and so one of them's trying to kill the deal and the other one's trying to, you know, amicably get it sold. Um, and so you've got to have flexibility there. So um, I was with someone in the weekend. Um, they made an offer on a property. Um, the agent asked them um, when would they like to settle. And we found out through chatting to the agent, obviously throughout the um, viewing, why are they selling? The reason they're selling is they're downsizing, moving to another suburb. Their family's left home. They've been there 20 years. Um, they want to sell first and then buy second. Mm -hmm. So the, the response from me was to um, the person I was at the property with, um, well, you've got flexibility in your settlement, don't you? Yep. Well, the best thing that you can do then to make your offer more attractive is to write down that flexibility in your offer. So it was, um, we'll give you flexibility to go and find your um, dream home. Um, mm -hmm. And you tell us when you find your dream home that we've got three months to settle um, post that, which was like the dream, you know, like, oh, we can mm -hmm. sell to this person and then go and look. And if it takes us one week or two months, that's fine. We've got the time. And so having that um, little bit of knowledge around what they what the other party was looking for. Um, some people need substantial deposits like hey, I need a $300,000 deposit where it might have been 10% on our $1 million example in Auckland of an average sale price. 10% is 100 grand. Mm -hmm. um, these guys need 300 grand um, as a deposit. 
if you've got the 300 grand um, and the next guy doesn't, your offer is probably going to get accepted. So yep. I would be talking with the agents and just finding out what the motivation is. Is it just the price? Mm -hmm. And yep. hey, look, most of the time it is just the price. If you can't pay the price that they're after, mm -hmm. is there something else you can do to make your offer better? Like yep. those examples, the deposit, the settlement. Um, hey, look, could I get a building inspector through this afternoon so that I can remove that condition from mm -hmm. my offer? Um, are you pre-approved? Is it worth telling the agent that? Look, I am pre-approved to this level, um, so my finance is pretty certain. I just need a live agreement to take to the bank. Um, explain your situation. You're in it together. Um, it doesn't need to be um, fighting each other when buying a property or selling a property. Um, you haven't met the other person, typically. Yeah, if you're the buyer, you haven't met the seller, there's no reason for you to hate them. They're trying mm -hmm. to sell the house, you're trying to buy it. Um, and so you work to, together to get the transaction completed. So be flexible, be amicable, um, have some compassion. You know, it's a big transaction. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, you're, you're a professional in it, Lawrence. So yep. you're probably coming into it like some of our buyers in this area without any emotional um um, decision making yep. you're probably more of a um, evidence-based decision making you know so the numbers have got to stack up so that's cool as the agent you need to make sure that you're not letting that get in the way for example if you're coming in with a um, evidence-based financial decision making offer and yep. these guys are selling their dream home we can't have you know let the agent basically make you hate each other because you're an investor and we hate investors and they're a home buyer and so just you know, like just working together, I think is the is mm -hmm. the best thing at the moment. Um, everybody's aware of the changing financial um, situation with triple CFA, etc., and the and the difficulty around getting finance and all the rest of it. So, if you're a pre-approved genuine buyer, you're not just kicking the tires. You've got probably a head start on most of the market at the moment. Mm -hmm. So, go and talk to that agent and say, "Hey, look, Lawrence, you're the agent in this scenario, rather than me." Um, Hey Lawrence, I'm pre-approved. I'm not a tire kicker. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we're moving to Auckland from Christchurch. We're up here this weekend looking at five homes. I'd really like to be able to make an offer on this property, providing I don't like the other four better. Um, can I come back to you later today? And can we meet up yep. to make an offer? You know, like just a genuine conversation. Um, we don't need to pull the wool over each other's eyes. Um, there's some things you don't disclose, obviously, as a buyer. Yep. There's some things that you, you know, don't want to tell the agent. Um, agents are contracted to work for the vendor, yep. um, and sometimes people forget that. Um, so their best interests are you know, paid for by the vendor. They have mm -hmm. a fiduciary duty to the buyer to you know, handle them with care, but uh, effectively all agents um, are paid by the vendor. So you know, work together, um, be honest, be genuine, have intent, don't muck people around. Um, and you'll probably find you'll buy the house that you want by approaching it um, as a good human first. Yep. Yeah. Um, to I totally agree with that, Tom. There, there, there's so much there um, um, information, and I totally agree with that. You know, sometimes buying a house is like, it's not the number. It's the situation. It's the scenario. It's what's going on at the moment. So the number is part of that. So it, let's say. Let's say 40% or 50% is just about a, about a number. Someone's selling and numbers the bottom line. They don't care how quickly in and out, deposit, all that other stuff. 
But then you got the other side of it of, of where you as a buyer could find the deal because the number is not all of it. How long the settlement uh, is, how, like as you said, the deposit. Um, I've done it multiple times where I've bought a property, I've done a bigger deposit, and I've released it immediately. So the homeowner gets access to the deposit straight off the bat because um, they actually need the cash for something down the path. Um, yeah. Longer settlement. I made a, I made a contract. Um, I proposed a contract where I gave a two-year settlement. Um, I wanted to buy a big block of country lifestyle land. person had been in for 20 years. They were considering it, but they had so much plans out there. And I made a big deal with a very big deposit released for them to use. And in a two-year settlement for that, they can stay in the property for two years. And then only I get uh, and then we can um, do that so they can sort all their stuff out. How did they you never, know, Lawrence, that that was what they were uh, after? Uh, I asked the questions, found out the situation. Um, yeah. I didn't have a real estate agent. I actually had um, the neighbor, yeah, which knew them for 10 years and knew this is how I got a heads up. He was interested in selling. So then we worked, literally used the neighbor as the as the middle person. As an agent? To, as, yeah. as, an, as an agent, pretty much, and and worked through. So I put the proposal. I had it, I had it drawn up I, um, uh, um, 10 years ago. So laws have changed and things have changed. Yeah, but we put a proposal in front of them. Also gave them ample amount of time to make a decision. We didn't say, mm -hmm. hey, I didn't answer in 48 hours. This was a very long play strategy from us to get it. Um, he he turned us down at the end. He's still in the property today, um, and it looks like he's never actually going to leave it. But yeah. we were we had the closest opportunity to actually get that property, and it would have been a pretty good deal from it for myself. Um, um, and that's the sort of and that's the sort of stuff you know. Thinking as a buyer, if you're in that other fifty percent of where numbers is in all of it, right? What can I make a difference? How can I help that family out? Um, I know of people that have bought properties that have actually moved the family. Um, so I said, hey, family, you're moving from suburb A to B. Um, you've got to shift that all across. I know it's really painful. How about this? How about I give you your, a larger deposit? I'll release the deposit. I'll give you all the time. And I will pay to move you from A to B at my cost. So you've got none of that stress. And I'll get someone to come box everything up to you. And all of a sudden, they look at it and go, why wouldn't I accept this offer? Yeah. That's that's no lie, you know. Like that's and that's people thinking outside the square, and so that's part yep. of it. <clears throat> part of you know being a buyer at the moment is thinking outside the box. Mm -hmm. Having that you touched on it there, patience. You know, no yep. pressure for the for the neighbouring property. Um, having patience at the moment is quite key. Like people mm -hmm. uh, are taking a lot longer to make decisions. So, mm -hmm. as a buyer, have a little bit of patience. Don't put in like oh, I must be acceptable within sixty minutes. No one's going to accept an offer within 60 yeah. minutes at the moment. You know, everyone needs to yeah. talk to their friend, their advisor, their bank, whatever, and make sure all the ducks line up. We had, had a property where um, someone came along in the first week and we were expecting it to take longer. And yeah. the buyer's like, love this property. It's exactly what I need. I need to be in by a certain date. And I was like, mate, that's pretty quick. You know, like these people haven't found a property, have got a dog, um, mm -hmm. you know, and they were expecting like a three month settlement and you want like three weeks. Yeah. What can we do to make it better? And that, I said, well, where do you guys live at the moment? And they go, well, we live you know, just down the road kind of thing. So what are you doing with your property? Oh, we're going to keep it as an investment. Would you be okay if a family with a dog moved into it? Yep. If it meant you got this house? Yep, sweet. Well, how about these people move to your house um, <laughs> until they find a property and then they'll take the deal? And so yep. like flexibility, they're like, oh, yeah, sweet. If that means we get this property, our dream home, of mm -hmm. course, they're still in the property. 
Um, those guys moved into their house for three weeks. They found a property then, and they were able to move out to you know to the new suburb they were after. Um, and everyone's happy, you know. Um, so yeah, having flexibility, thinking outside the square, patience, persistence is the other thing. Um, if you really like that property, Lawrence, the neighbouring one, you'll probably buy it when it comes to the market. You know, like you you already know that the guy still lives there. Yeah. Um, you'll probably buy that property. Like I, I missed out on a property last year, a lifestyle property. Mm -hmm. um, it's the dream property for me. It was just a really hard pro um, transaction to put it put together. Mm -hmm. I keep an eye on it. Like if that property comes <laughs> on the market, I, I'll, I'll be the first to know about it. I'll be the best buyer for it because I've, I've already yeah. been there. You know, mm -hmm. um, I know everything about it like you all with that property. So yeah. You know, you'll probably find that you'll put an offer in on that property in the future. The numbers will be a bit different if it was 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's obviously a good area if your friend's still there and he's still there too. Yeah. Yeah, it's just on the it's just on the, uh, the, the road. The road goes down. On the one side, it's the unitary plan, and the other side, it's future urban. So um, this means that at the time he's going to sell, it's going to be able to be subdivided, and it's a very large, sizable land. So the price point is going to be subtly different to what it was <laughs> 10 years ago, right? Uh, um, he might yeah, be totally sitting in a gold mine. Oh, yeah. So that's all yeah. good. Uh, but again, uh, thanks again, Tom, for the insights on today's show. And to everyone else, um, thanks for coming over to the Daily Nuggets. Daily Property Insights. One topic. 20 minutes or less. And as always, hope to see you tomorrow.